going to pot nut soda. And now it's time for Brett, Brian, and oh damn, enjoy the show. It is just an experience to just be watching this documentary about real affluent problems and reach a moment that I don't think I've ever reached in a documentary and I have to pause it and ask myself, is this real life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I just, I don't know how you all felt, but I just, it was uncontrollable laughter at at that situation. Oh, I wasn't really laughing. My jaw was just on the floor, so I had to pick it up. It was like cartoon all the way down. And just kind of like process. You know, his would have been too if uh, that customs director wasn't as nice. I mean, he didn't say he warmed up his jaw, but brushed his teeth. Took a shower. What a a gentleman, right? That is definitely the the craziest moment, but there are a lot of ridiculous moments in that. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining us on uh, episode two of season five, Pop Not Soda. Pop Not Soda. Uh, If you don't know what we're talking about, it is uh, the Fire Festival documentary, specifically the Netflix one, uh, because there are two, and we're going to get into both those on this episode. So if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert for our first segment, but... I would. Well, it's real life, so yeah. there's no spoiler to the. I guess you know how it yeah. ended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got a great episode in store for you all. Uh, we are going to be talking a surprise celebrity who's getting out of jail. So if you didn't that even know time. this person was in jail, they're already out. <laughs> uh, we are going to cover the Super Bowl as it will be coming up this week, and uh, everything that goes with you know along with the Super Bowl, some commercials, some headlines, and all the stories revolving food. Uh, Tom Brady, America's favorite game yep. every fucking year. <laughs> every year, uh, Brett and I are gonna fight over M Night Shyamalan's newest movie, Glass. So, <sighs> stay tuned for yeah, that. Yeah, returning listeners know how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have flashbacks of Will Smith versus yeah, the room's uh, already Zach looking Morris. like a Dexter scene right here. Uh, and then uh, we're going to talk all the Oscar nominations. And you know what? We've got a fun statement to end this episode with, discussing who we'd like to see come out of retirement and what we'd like them to do. Because something happened in San Diego yeah. just recently, yeah. and it was <laughs> very surprising. It actually made like national news. I first saw it on uh, Yahoo's. Really? Homepage, yeah. I didn't news think day. that Very he was capable day. of still making national news. I, I honestly Not didn't. in a yeah. good way. Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Apparently. So. This is like an anyway. But yeah, back to the Fire Festival documentaries, man. I just... One's on Hulu. One's, one's on, on Netflix. Hulu and one's on Netflix. And they're two very different types of documentaries. So uh, my my recommendation, watch the Netflix one, especially if you don't know a lot about the Fire Festival, what it was supposed to be and what it entailed and how it got so popular. It's really interesting to find out. Yeah. Yeah. And then that one really speaks to like the power of social media and influencers and also how people are just stupid. <laughs> and then the Hulu documentary is called Fire Fraud. And that one is really about how millennials can get scammed differently than other generations, but those scams that directly target millennials and a lot more of the fraud behind the scenes. Yeah. And just how corrupt those people are. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see that in the Netflix documentary too, I think, especially at the end when the dude gets out of 
or he's out on bail and then immediately just starts another fucking scam. Yeah. Trying to hustle people. Selling like f- fake tickets to Hamilton. Yeah. I mean yeah. like the, dinner with LeBron. Yeah. The Met Gala or whatever yeah. where you can't even get tickets. Yeah. To, yeah, like, yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> for some of our older listeners, if you ever knew what the magnesium Magnesium, even though it was spelled wrong. Card Magnesis. 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 Yeah. card was. He's the visionary behind Magnesis. Yeah. Uh, basically, want to be black cards right. in New York. Uh, that's where this dude Billy uh, got his start. Yeah. And he's kind of a sociopath. Like. Oh yeah. Well, the, he's the, the epitome the of the a creepiest con man. thing. Is so yes. Yeah. In in the Hulu documentary, he's giving an interview. Like they're interviewing him. Right. Which you don't get in the Netflix one. Yeah. Because he asked for too much money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but every time he's speaking, he's never not smiling. It's through every word. And that's just not normal. That's weird. That's somebody forcing it. Like, it's like a used car salesman who, it like, just, it's it's creepy. Yeah. It makes your skin crawl a little bit, too. Um, and I will tell you the most interesting thing for me that I found out is you get a lot of perspective from Jerry Media. Who I didn't know that the fuck Jerry Instagram account actually spawned its own media company. Right, pretty crazy. But yeah. they do. They have about ten employees who they were the social media managers for Fire, and uh, they're heavily involved in the Netflix documentary. There's multiple people that are being interviewed from that social media uh, company. Uh, they're also producers of the Netflix documentary. Right. I know that was a controversy in, in the Hulu I guess. documentary. The Etz employee from Jerry Media, who was running the Fire Festival social media accounts, is on that one and talks about how just complicit Jerry Media was in a lot of the oh, things yeah, that were going dude, on of that course. you don't get in the Netflix documentary. Everybody so, that was involved with the festival knew what was going on and oh, yeah. either said something and were fired or said something, it fell on deaf ears, and then they just kept continuing to go along yeah. with it yeah so yeah. everybody is complicit yeah and yeah. make make no mistake though too because the hulu documentary isn't necessarily all like clean either it doesn't no, have no, no. it's not just unbiased either it's really pushed out from one of like the financiers who started to like exploit that it was a scam and he's trying to make money off the fact that he was like the first one to notice like yeah and and i think it came out they, they paid him 150 grand for oh, all yeah. of his i mean for the interview and everything mm-hmm. like that thing uh Billy, whatever yeah, his name is. Right. Oh yeah, they paid for that interview. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, I it's compelling. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was what was really uh, informative to me is how this whole thing started, and I can't believe that they didn't roll with their original idea of just like booking musicians. You know. Well, they were trying to. Right. But and yeah, like that's the whole point of this. Um. I mean, the other really interesting part is it bring to light an individual that I thought might never come back. What's my motherfucking name? And that's Ja Rule. Who, <laughs> baby? Ja Rule is back. Well, he was back. He was back. He was. <laughs> and now he might be it's been going locked away up like again. a jack in the box again. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. I think 50 is going to help them go to jail. So probably. this mother, this cocksucker. <laughs> Fucking had the nerve to do you see that shit he tweeted out? I too was swindled, bamboozled, hoodwinked, or whatever the bullshit he wrote. Yeah, bro, you're on video on that goddamn conference call saying, it's Well, not it's a fraud. fraud. 
false advertising. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think that is quite possibly the funniest part of that documentary is them all around the boardroom at the end of that documentary on Netflix. Yes. Because they're yeah. all sitting there and it's it basically is it's the moment where the whole thing is blown up. There's no turning back and no one can basically go over glance over the fact that this is is completely a mess now. Like no one can make any excuse for it. They're all just sitting back going, "Well, that happened the way it happened. How do we move on from here? And then you've got Ja Rule on the line. And ja Let's Rule, keep it going. Ja Rule We're all thinking just, of problems, but nobody's thinking of solutions. We got smart fucking people on the the phone. And one dude goes, uh, well, uh, we've been, like, we're basically uh, defrauding people. Yeah, he said, this company committed fraud. Yeah, the, yeah. How can we, like, move forward from here? Yeah, and he goes, it's not fraud. It's false advertising. Yeah. Which shows you just how much Ja Rule knows about business. <laughs> and uh, God well, bless you, Ja Rule. You know that he's no familiar with jail. Like yeah. He's, he, or he's uh, no stranger to jail. I didn't know this. He had a part to do with that scammy uh, credit card. Yeah, that's where they found him. Yeah, so, that's where they... That's, so Madnesis oh, really? yeah. is where him and Billy connected, and they made him a partner of Madnesis. He got some bunk title, oh. like chief marketing And then officer. they started FIRE and then together. Yeah, and then FIRE was started together, which this is the craziest thing, is that this festival was just supposed to be a promotion right. for FIRE yeah. Media yeah. about how you could basically book artists and celebrities to come to your parties or your events. And that's the platform. So I feel the worst for the three people on the development side of Fire who were like, no idea what's going on with the festival, but they're just still trying to like do their job of building this app and like building out the platform. And when it comes down to it, Billy doesn't fire them. He goes, oh yeah, we can't, we don't have payroll anymore. And the question is like, so you're not firing us, so we can't, we can't. It just show, it shows you his true colors, You're just right there. Just quit, and That's, he's like, "Well, I don't know how employment works, but we just won't have payroll anymore." Like, what? Just the ultimate scumbag. Yeah, the yeah. fucking ultimate scumbag. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you yeah. definitely need a shower uh, after, especially if you do what I did and watch both documentaries. I mean, I, I don't know if you need a shower though, because I like I, I felt, found it. I, felt, I found it utterly entertaining. It was every, so great to see every all those single fucking, person. Yeah, man, all those spoiled the, kids. Yep, the, in the, the fucking wet tents, crying was about somehow able not to afford like a ticket for this thing. That well, I mean, I, do I your felt research. Really bad for be a grown adult at some point. All of the residents. Oh yeah, that's what I feel bad. I do feel bad about the residents. Yeah, manual labor. But did you hear about the GoFundMe account? Yes, which came out after. So uh, for one of the the funny, that's you're going to find out in about a year that that's started by Billy. And he's, he's, <laughs> he kept the, he's money. the one making the money off that GoFundMe. No, yeah, it's yeah. Frank. His, it bet you it's under Frank oh, Tribble. Frank, Frank yeah. Tribble. Yeah. Frank, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and, and you know something? He's in jail. Yeah. Billy's in jail. If there is one thing, I got to ask you this because, like, it made me look back on the trailer. We'll move on. We'll move on to the next segment yeah. from here. But if it made me look back on the trailer, I watched that thing a couple of times, and there are some ridiculous stuff that they promised in that trailer. Like well, the stuff announcement, that even have. stuff that stuff that never even happened. If there was one thing that could have come true, what would you have wanted it to be? Oh, I think the yacht brunch would have been cool. The yacht brunch, like that's something I would have been. I would have like, yeah, give me a yacht. Yeah, me. It's it's the kid in me. I know it sounds so weird. It's the pirate ship, man. <laughs> I have this big. Oh. I have such a thing for pirate ships. I don't know what it is. It's weird, but pirate ships, and then it, being in the Caribbean. Or the Bahama, like it was just like, oh man, I wanted to get Brett on a pirate ship. Cosplayed as Johnny Depp, <laughs> yeah, fucking Jack Sparrow, right? Probably could have bartered that clothes, yeah. that clothes for you know, I mean, some room or something. For me, 
I would definitely have to duct tape my dick to my leg because I would hope that all those models would be there <laughs> and run around in board shorts for a weekend, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be a good look. So you just want the models? That's yeah, of course, of course, of course. I fucking want the models. What are you talking about? Oh, a pirate ship. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. The perfect tens are running around in bikinis all goddamn day. A brunch? What are you but, talking about? But I mean, like, legitimately, if that, like, okay, I, I I agree with you on that. But if there's only ten of them, Brian, and there are fifteen hundred like ravenous millennials. Is it really enjoyable being around models? Really? Brian nods. Probably. Brian nods yeah. goes He's nodding on a podcast. It took by the you way. T- it took a split second of contemplation, then he went, Yeah, I'd still do it. I, I it would be it would be the worst situation well, for me ever. I'm just glad that Billy's in jail. It'd be Vegas pool times like a hundred. And I hate those. And <laughs> I think Billy's also hoping that where he's at, other people are duct taming their dick to their legs because you know, he doesn't look like the hardest guy. The problem is okay. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, but yeah. he is going to get yeah. introduced to yeah. the hardest guy in jail. I That's have this sure. problem, and I'm sorry, we're going a little long on this, but I have a. Uh, this is the problem I have with it because he gets locked up in federal prison, and I've always had a problem with federal prison because federal prison is not where they punish you; it's where you share your ideas with your other buddies that have scammed the system. Criminal, like you know, the the regular prison. That's that's another thing. He's not going to learn shit from federal prison. He's going to come out learning a few different tricks. He's going to do it again. And it's, you know, you're going to find Billy Mitchell in another, you know, capacity doing this. Well, thing I think he's going to be paying off a lot of people for the rest of his life. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty confident he's going to get uh, something up <laughs> somewhere he doesn't want it to be. Uh, yeah. In his, in VIP his time tickets. There. You right. know what? VIP but just, you know who doesn't have to worry about that? I'm just going to say they're going to pinch a lot of tents and, he, you know, he's used to dealing with those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know who who's about to leave i uh, think he's out already isn't you know he? Yeah. oh yeah he is out yeah. so yeah. he left released he gone on his own reconnaissance is that what they say yep yeah we'll give you a hint is that sure. the word <laughs> three initials was big in the late 90s and uh just recently he played a festival woodstock 1999 he did, <laughs> did he really? yes he did actually dan good call on that and just recently um sung a christmas song oh, this is a reason but this is classic yeah, yeah. Here i we love go. this I mean, one of one of the all-time. I know lyrics. Christmas Would you do us the honors of spitting the reindeer? I mean, to be honest, I didn't even know he was in jail. You know, Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Oh, thank you, Dan. Tommy and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? Come on, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Out of every shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it close. Come on, come on, all of the other. No, they didn't. <laughs> I just love he does his own hype during this. Man, yeah. he goes into it the whole yeah. thing. Oh, he's getting into it. I love it. It's I my mean, favorite Christmas getting into song. It. Just a G. I would take the whole Christmas album from DMX. Yeah, just that, all the. Classes. You know that I feel is. Like everyone else has done a Christmas album. Why not yeah. DMX? Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about that, that's a Christmas song that was probably recorded a few days before he was released. So he's happy as shit singing that song. Well, that oh. was that's that's an old. That's song, that's real old. Dude. That's real old. DMX singing it? Yeah. yeah. That's like, oh, that's I didn't like, know that. That's oh, a few years old. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a classic. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. So DMX was in prison, which I shows how much I know. But I remember him going to jail. I remember people talking, trying to come as his wit as you know, like character witnesses, like you know, he's dealing with bipolar witness. depression. He's got mental illness. Well, I like, thought he got th- he was in for tax 
evasion. Yeah. Or but they were trying shit. to get him reduced time by saying, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, DMX had a crazy, crazy, crazy like lead up to him getting thrown in jail for the money thing, though, too. Because he, he had a rap charge. I remember he pulled a person out of a car in the airport. And like beat the crap out of him, and then he was high on he was high on crack during that time. He had oh, he yeah, had like he a did. string of things going on before this happened. Yeah, he did get into the crack a little bit, a I little bit. <laughs> dabbled in the crack. <laughs> I don't know if one dabbles in the crack, Dan. I think you go full blown into the crack. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where they you know some people came to his like character defense. Like he doesn't always smoke crack. He doesn't. Yeah, you know he's depressed, so. He's going to smoke crack. I didn't know this, man. He's got quite a rap sheet right here. Can we run down it real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Here's his rap sheet. 1999, executed a search of his home, uh, surrendered himself on weapons possession. Also, same year animal cruelty charge. 2015 day jail jail sentence for possession of marijuana. (laughs) Throw that out. Um, Let's see here. Drove without a license, 2001. Uh-huh. 2002 pleaded guilty for 13 counts of animal cruelty. So he was doing it again. What was he doing? Dog, dog fighting? fighting? Uh, it, it was. Dog fighting. It has to be, yeah. It's dog fighting. What else is he You know, it does not say, actually. Yeah. It does not say on here. Um, let's see here. Drug paraphernalia, 2002. Uh, 2004, arrested a JFK on charges of cocaine. Criminal impersonation, criminal possession. That's right. He was acting like a, a person. He was acting like a TSA official, I think. <laughs> and then he tried to carjack somebody that same day. 2005, <laughs> 70 days in jail for violating parole. Mm-hmm. Um, then he had a good string up until 2008. More drug and animal to animal cruelty charges. What the fuck, Man, uh, 2009, assault, aggravated assault. 2010, yeah. turns himself in for driving, uh, reckless driving. Oh. Uh, back from 2002. Just get a driver, man. Sorry. Uh, violated probation for consuming alcohol Uber, in 2010, bro. 2011, speeding. Dude, this guy, man, it just it, this is like... Uh, so it's a long rap sheet. Yeah, yeah this is like Suge Knight almost. He was trying to get up to no, Suge Knight level. Suge Knight killed multiple people. Suge Knight's rap sheet takes my Plus, computer like two seconds yeah. to load. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, But, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, it's tough for DMs out there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, like I'm saying, bring him back. You know, let him. You know, it would have been good. He, you said he pretended to be a TSA agent. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, he could be a TSA. Or agent. Or was we impersonating right an officer. Right. Don't oh. know if it was a TSA agent, police well, officer. Well, I said, or what, you know what? Hawaii needs some TSA agents right now. <laughs> we'll send them DMATs. Because nobody's gonna try and bring anything in T- DMATs's line. Yeah. Well, I th- I heard that they might need some backups to the Super Bowl because people keep dropping out. <laughs> might be nice to bring them back. Ooh, DMX. That'd be pretty good, actually. Just don't let him. Does he come back and make another album? Oh, oh yeah. He already said he was yeah, going yeah. to. He does. And it'll be it'll be terrible, but I think it'll be, you know, moderately successful because people will be interested. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you know, did he pull the game route, go to jail, get better at rapping? Yeah. Or the little we'll Wayne see. where it was yeah. the opposite. Or a little yeah, right. Yeah. It's a you know the new card is pretty good, but yeah no you know what I just hope I hope the I wish the best for DMX. I think everybody does. Yeah, yeah. He seems like he legitimately has just some stay mental away from animals on. apparently. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, that's a little just yeah. Dude, that guy. I'll tell you too. Get a pet rock. I don't know. I don't know if there's any person that looks more angry to me. Any person I've ever seen. Just arresting angry. He is just. He looks person. like he just wants to, just do some violence every time on his face 
Yeah. Well, he raps like it too. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. It's aggressive. I heard it like. Turn the volume down. You know what? Yeah. Actually, I want Cradle to the Grave too. Let's do it. Cradle <laughs> to right. the Grave too. Get Jet Li, his old ass. I want CGI another. Elliot. I want, yeah. yeah. Let's. R.I.P. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Funny story. Yeah. DMX came on. I remember we were driving up to uh, fl- from Florida to Charleston with my family, like, what, two months ago? And it came on. I haven't heard the fir- that song in like. Cradle to the Grave? Nah, the first oh. one that came out. This is the shit I'm talking about. Half rapping, half. Just take this a game. You know that one. We need a new segment. It's Brett Raps early 2000s hip hop music. Yeah. That's a new recurring segment. Every week, it's going to be a different song and artist because I think our listeners have been blessed. Yeah, by your talent. Yeah, we have we have Brett's impressions, and now we have Brett raps. Yeah, oh, just man. pure gold. Brett raps the hits. Yeah, yeah. Next week, turn him in as Brett Tate's on Missy Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're driving up, and I remember, man, the the song goes on, and I'm like, I hear the first notes, and I'm like, yes, I remember this. Keep this. Turn this up. And then like 30 seconds in, it's like, ooh, I forgot how aggressive this song is. Yeah, we can change this shit. Yeah, he just fucking barks at you yeah. for. Three and a half yeah, minutes. It's like a pit hey, bull. it's the Rough Riders, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Pit, the pit bull of rapping. Just remember. No, that's Flow Rider. That's pit bull, actually. Uh, no, Pitbull re- is the pit bull <laughs> of rapping. Pitbull is the pit Weird. bull of rapping. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, just remember, bro. Rough Riders, they don't open up shop alone. Ooh. Okay. No. Just remember. Yeah. Um. And, I mean, I mean, if he does like dog fighting, he may make his way to Atlanta. Because, you know. There's somebody else down there. there. Right. Yeah. I don't uh, know what he's doing these days. Well, he Fighting used dogs. to play, you know, a sport. Yeah. And uh, that sport's got its biggest game coming up. That's oh, right. This Sunday. And uh, I am not as excited as I could have been. Agreed. I, I was almost super stoked. Like, I almost had the Super Bowl that I wanted, and I probably would have been more excited for this Super Bowl than I have since, like, 2014. Like it would have been a good five years. And what was that matchup you're looking forward to? That uh, the matchup I was looking forward to was the Los Angeles Rams against the Kansas City Chiefs. The repeat of Monday night. I wanted a rematch. I wanted them to run it back of freaking overtime, fifty some odd points to fifty some odd points. Just line up the score card. I wanted it all. And now we're settling for Tom Brady. Fucking Tom Brady every time. And it's every goddamn year. Man, I am I'm burnout. I'm telling you, I'm burnout. And I think a lot of the nation is. I think there's like a certain section to be not named. We won't bring them up. You know what? This is how I feel. This is how I feel. This must be how countries where like their presidential elections are just rigged. <laughs> like like he's Putin of football. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what you do, somehow the the ballot boxes always say Tom Brady. Yeah. It's one of the things too. That's a good point because it's like one of the only things that's like an American experience that I think I've come to the grips that I can't change. I can't change this shit. It happens just all the time. Yeah. This this year I've just finally come to the real, realization that Tom Brady is just he's You can't fight it. The goat. And he's just there. So you've just given up on life? I have. There's just, I mean, they could be they could be down by three touchdowns and somebody's leg would fall off. I and, just, you know, it's just... It's, we were one non-roughing-the-passer call away 
from Tom Brady not going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but we can't right. change that now. No, we can't. But so I the just, shitty game is happening on I Sunday. I just wanted. I just wanted that. I wanted. I wanted just all of the story. Who do you think takes it? Real quick. Does he? Does he get five? I think so. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just rooting for the Rams. Yeah. I don't really like to root for LA teams. Because when but here, I'm gonna have to. Here's my thought: when it gets to the Super Bowl, I mean, teams are pretty much even for the most part. So it really comes down to coaching. Coaching. And who do I think is the better coach, Belichick and staff, or McVay and staff? You know, I'm going to lean towards Belichick. Maybe McVay next year or in a couple years when he gets. I don't know, but McVay does have Wade Phillips. Sure. With who I think is a great defensive coach, and I think they have the best defensive player in the game. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that's... But Josh McDaniels has called two, I mean, arguably near-perfect games, yeah. the Chargers and the Chiefs. And sorry, sorry short round says six, uh, five wins Tom Brady has. Sorry. Yeah, he already has five. Yeah, he's, got he's five. going for six. Oh, he's, yeah, 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 my I'm bad. Going for six. <clears throat> Which I think is Whatever. most all time, right? He already five's already the most yeah. all time. Is it? Yeah. yeah, is it? Montana's got four. Does he? Uh, but if he loses this, oh, trust me. Now I've I've had conversations about this too. If he loses this, he'll be the quarterback that's lost the most times yeah, in the Super Bowl. But that doesn't matter. matter. You made. I don't. It. Yeah, you made it. It's kind of like the LeBron thing, where LeBron's been in so many finals, like him going to so many straight finals. Is the accomplishment? Yeah, you don't no. You no longer look at the loss category because his dominance of getting his teams to the championship game—that's where his legacy. The journey. Is. So the legacy of Belichick and Brady is being Super Bowl relevant for four years in a row, and like, or is it three out of four and like five out of six or something yeah, like something that? Stupid. Like, yeah, that's the brilliance of their legacy. It's not. It's no longer the wins versus losses. The guy is forty-one too. I mean, it's insane. Like, it's it's insane to think. What are you what, are you gonna have a heart party at your house? You going to? No, I, I, uh, friends' parents are throwing a party. So nice. I'll be there. So that's a family friend party. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Okay. How about you? I don't know. No. Yeah. No ice. But uh, you know, something will happen. Yeah. I'm just, and I'm not out. looking forward to the halftime show. I haven't looked forward to a halftime show. I think since Beyonce and Bruno Mars. Yeah. Mar- uh, Maroon Five. <laughs> Maroon Five and Travis, Travis Scott. Scott. Yeah. If and was, I'm sure if it was just Travis up. Scott, I'd be down. Yeah, for sure. It's but in Atlanta. Ti come out. I mean, Who here's my thing. How do you, how like do you not get like fucking outcast? Yeah, like, nobody, or Migos. nobody wanted to do it. That's the whole thing. Like, that's that's what we kind of talked about. There is that's true. That's true. A a push. I think it's led by Jay Z of turning down involvement with the NFL because of how they've treated their players when they've tried to protest for rights for African-Americans and black people in this yeah. country. So that's why we don't have anybody that we would actually want to see. And that's why Gladys Knight is singing the national anthem. <laughs> that's why we have Maroon 5. Like, <laughs> you know, be so bad. Holy shit. I, it's just, uh, it's one of the few times where like, I'm afraid that I'm just going to be sad, but I'm going to watch. Yeah, like you said, Brett, you, watch. you can't avoid watching the Super Bowl. No, you you got to watch it. I, I I I dude, I like three days ago or when the when the game happened, I go, I'm sitting at home. I'm not going to watch this thing. I'm going to put on a couple movies. Literally within 24 hours, I paid thirty dollars and I'm going to a brewery up in <laughs> Norco. Like you have to watch this game. I yeah. think every every single it's person just, in America has to watch this game. I will say, you know what I'm hoping for the good commercials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because I think you know the Super Bowl. It's more than just a game. We always thought it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an always event more. Now. Yeah, it's like it should be a hot. The fucking Monday after the Super Bowl, it should be a. I still don't know why yeah. we just don't move the Super Bowl to a Saturday. Yeah, like why don't we just have it on Saturday? 
I mean, we've yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Because yeah. Sundays are for God and football. That's why. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you know, there's been some 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 whispers about some cool commercials they're gonna do. Well, can't do any worse than last year. Holy fuck! Oh, man, they're Cor- real bad. Oh, they were bad. Last so I'm year. hoping for like a rebound. You know? Yeah. Maybe sure. they're off their game last year. They're coming back this year. Uh, I think we're gonna do a little bit of the dude in yes. a commercial. He right. teased that already. Yeah. Which yeah. don't make another movie. Leave it alone. Yes. But a cool commercial, I'll enjoy. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'd um, be super down for that. Do you guys think we'll get any good movie trailers? You guys think that this is the time to drop? You think we'll get any surprises? I don't think so. I don't know what would okay. really it, you know. Maybe chapter two. Maybe a horror movie. If horror movies are yeah, doing it, well right it, now. Chapter two I just feel is like a good one. it's like yeah. a good wave where if you're if you're a a couple weeks out, might as well jump it up. Pay pay well, a few hundred. I know like Fots has more. you know a couple X Men movies coming out this year that haven't yeah. had trailers. Yeah, um, maybe Toy Story Four. Toy Story Four has only had a teaser. Does Hulu pay for money to announce their price drop? No, because I think that that would be not no? the Super Bowl. No, not the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. Too expensive. Okay. Um, is GoDaddy still a thing? Did they die? No, GoDaddy's still a thing. Yeah. Do they still do those stupid commercials? I don't know. Because they don't have though. Danica Patrick anymore. So. Right. Yeah. I don't remember if they had one. That's what I was going to talk about, though, if we were going to talk about the worst commercials of all time. Yeah, let's do it's it. It's the fucking GoDaddy one. I don't even remember when this was, but it's when they had the like fat, out of shape, nerdy looking dude make out oh, with the out with the Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it was just so weird and uncomfortable and fucking. Yeah, and I mean, I think we talked about it because like CBS turned down a fact that they were gonna have a like a, a, a medical marijuana ad. It was a medical a yeah. medical marijuana ad that CBS was like, no, we're and, cool. And it wasn't even medical marijuana either. It was CBD. CBD. Yeah. So I mean, technically, I guess it's still categorized yeah. under marijuana. You know, sexual harassment of our employees—that's something we're okay with. <laughs> right, but. You advertising CBD by giving us money, not going to fly. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and I actually, I watched the commercial and it would have been great because it's about, you know, there's like this one kid who's has like a fucking ton of seizures. CBD really helped him. Uh, a vet who lost a limb in, uh, um, you know, overseas and CBD helps with the pain. And then another guy who had like a chronic neck issue. Uh, same. So it's just, it was like about helping people. And like there's other options, you know, that are out there. Yeah. Um, and I honestly think maybe this commercial will actually get more attention because yeah. it's been denied. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, maybe that, maybe, maybe CBS knew what it was doing all along, but <laughs> no. As long as, trust as long as I don't see those cavemen, man, I am so sick of it. And they haven't been around for a while, but they I feel like you back. hated the cavemen. Yeah, see, that's the thing is they're doing this like retro well, kind of bring back. Yeah, I'm and, sorry. Man, I'm Whoever be... came up with that is a genius. The original one is. Well, no, mean? no. The fact that someone at Daito was like, hey, instead of making new commercials, let's just uh, say we're having a competition of all of our greatest yeah. hits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking recycle. fantastic. Yeah, recycle. I love, I love Dino commercials. If I see a progressive commercial, I'm punching the TV. Yeah. I not f- f- fucking hate not a fan all of, of the progressive commercials. Oh, flow, man. That's, and the bots. It's the most ironic. The bots is the worst, too. Yeah. The, the Will Parnell. Yeah. Or, come on, man. How much are they or paying? Or Chris Parnell. Chris, Chris Parnell. Parnell. Can't man. you get more money somewhere else? Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you, man. The, the crazy thing to me is how ironic is it that the company is named progressive and they haven't changed that woman once? No. Yeah, it's just, just it's it's crazy to me. All, all I want this Sunday is 
or yes, all I want this Sunday is for Tom Brady to lose and Progressive to not be able to afford a Super Bowl <laughs> spot. Yeah. That's all I want. How about you, Brian? I'm a simple man. Do you have That's any all I Super Bowl for. wishes for this Sunday? Super Bowl wishes. Also, tweet us out your Super Bowl wishes too, please. Let us yes. know what you're wishing. Hashtag Super Bowl wish. Maybe yeah. Pop Not Soda I mean, can I, help I make it happen. I want something to happen that we've never seen before. Yeah. Right? As in sports-related, entertainment-related when it comes to the Super Bowl, anything under yeah. the umbrella? You know, we had the blackout. We had... That's really the only like unique thing that yeah. I can think of. Has the Super Bowl gone to overtime recently? Can't remember. Probably has. That would be cool to see. Or go to like a tie. What happens? Mascots get in a fight, like a fist yeah, fight. Yeah, somebody fucking streaks on the field. You know. Yeah. Some cool. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I'd be super down for Something that. To talk about other than Tom Brady probably winning another goddamn Super Bowl. <laughs> my my Super Bowl wish. It never happens, but I want to win the pool two quarters this year you want two quarters you don't want, you don't want the I'm final i'm getting greedy i'm getting greedy okay. ni- I, I never win the pool so i'm feeling like i'm coming up on two of them this year so have you have you ever won one no never won never one. never wow. not even not a quarter no right. yeah so like it wow. it's it's big how I, many I scores like, you by this year um well i haven't actually bought yet oh you're not yeah i haven't even, haven't gotten here's any my either. strategy and it's proven i've won like as long as i can remember corner cover uh you spend twenty bucks, oh. or like buy twenty squares. Okay, that seems to be that's a the number. number. The Wait, twenty buy twenty squares. Yeah, because what if squares cost a hundred dollars each? Well, then you're fucking playing with drug dealers, dude. I'm <laughs> telling you, I could. Nobody throw, charges that much. I could throw a thousand dollars. I could throw one dollar at it. Still won't. Yeah, of my chances at all. But all right, so let me know which uh, pool you're playing in because I'm playing in that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Because I know you're not. Oh, you did win one. We did have did. a pool. Yeah, yeah, a couple years ago, and you I weren't even it. here. I oh, remember no, that one. He it was wasn't the even one. here. Yeah. This piece of shit wasn't even here. <laughs> yeah, and buddy. he won the pool. Texts me literally as soon as the quarter ends hey, and bro, goes. You got my money. You got my money. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> just a little right now. Yeah. Don't play. Don't gamble with Dan. We're gonna take a quick break. Yeah catch you on the flip side of this we've got three other beers to crack and it is <laughs> some we're talking oscar nominations and snubs we're going to discuss who we'd like to come out of retirement and what we'd like to see them do and again uh, i'm gonna fight brett over how we feel about m night Shyamalan's newest theatrical shit experience movie. what a twist glass boom here we go catch you on the flip side What's going on, everybody? This is Dan from your favorite podcast, Pop Not Soda. And I'm here to talk to you about how you can get even more Pop Not Soda. And you do that by heading over to patreon.com backslash Pop Not Soda. And, you know, check us out. You know, we, we appreciate your, all your listens, all your support throughout the years. And if you feel like you could pledge on our Patreon, really join the inner circle of pop not soda listeners and help us expand the podcast grow our content allow us to do a lot more on-site locations allow us to do even some live shows and and really kind of reach the masses we'd appreciate it so again head over to our patreon at patreon.com backslash pop not soda pledge whatever you can and again thank you for listening give us some money
Sir, I took those long legs God gave you out of sight. There are two dozen identities inside you. The beast is coming for you guys. We almost got you, bro. What do you want? I believe you were sent here to be an avenging angel. I'm the only person who can stop him. No way. A lot of people are going to die. Are you ready? You can't beat the beast. Beast like. So that is Glass. <clears throat> Just came out two weeks ago. M. Night Shyamalan's written, directed, and produced film starring Bruce Willis, James McAvoy, and Samuel L. Jackson, also with Sarah Paulson in it. Dan and I both saw it. Brian, how, you're on the fence about seeing it, I think? No, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> see it in theaters. You're not going to see it in theaters. No, but yeah. I, I will watch it eventually. <clears throat> Wait till it comes out. Yeah. So it's the, uh, it's the third movie to a superhero trilogy that M. Night Shyamalan stretched out for about 20 years now, I'd say. Yeah. And We're making the motherfucking third one. <laughs> started with Unbreakable, I think back in 1999 with Bruce Willis. Uh, Split that just came out a couple years ago with James McAvoy. And then this is the end finale film. Dan and I have very different opinions about this thing. Dan, you want to start with what you think about it? Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you right away that this isn't even a superhero trilogy and i think that's where people get a little lost uh this trilogy is an ode to comic books and if you are a fan of comic books then i think you kind of will appreciate this movie and also put up with a little bit of its shortcomings because that's really what it is and it's it's not supposed to be your typical blockbuster and it's not supposed to be this typical kind of uh twist thriller like unbreakable was kind of advertised as but people then learned it was more of a comic movie split was a hundred percent advertised as a thriller a psychological thriller um and this this movie is being held as another like continuation in this superhero movie and trilogy. But I mean, the best thing out of the, this movie for me is the performances. Bruce Willis is the he's actually acting, which I haven't seen Bruce Willis do in a lot of years since Live Free or Die Hard. God no, God damn it no. <laughs> Uh, James McAvoy. James McAvoy is just superb, man. Like, I mean, the just watching him alone, it almost makes you want another split because he's so engaging and how he can fully. I mean, I know they're cutting to let him reset on how he's gonna like look and act and speak, but how he can just do all these different characters that all have this central type of, you know, connectivity is amazing, and just fucking Samuel Jackson as Mister Glass is all I've wanted for the past 20 years. That's all you've wanted. You know, when it comes to M. Night Shyamalan, that's all I wanted. Mm. Okay. And uh, for those performances, um, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's not going to win anything. It's not a movie that I would say you desperately need to see in theaters. But I don't think it's a movie you should avoid. Uh, it's definitely not in the bottom of the movies that I've seen in the past couple of years, um, but it's not on the level of Unbreakable or Split. So I know that Brett has a lot of issues with it, but that's that's because, Brett, you don't I like think, comic book movies. I think the movie is absolutely garbage. Is absolute garbage. It's, it's terrible to me. Um, it's disjointed from the very, very get-go. There's three set pieces the whole time. There's the downtown... There's the downtown... 
there's the hospital ward and then there's the uh, then there's outside of the hospital which technically then now that i'm thinking about it, it's, it's only two it's yeah it's actually just two set pieces really a lot of stuff i have a big big problem with um one, if you're looking at it as just a Shyamalan film, I like Shyamalan movies. I think he's kind of sucked in the last few years. But as a Shyamalan film, what I really liked about Shyamalan movies is, or what I really liked about Shyamalan films is, there was always like this vague mystery behind it. There's always like, you're always kind of left wondering, not even for a twist even, but just like, okay, you know, what's going on? What are these character motivations? Things like that. This movie was so in your face about everything. He explained everybody's reasoning behind it. And I felt like he was pressured knowing that this was going to be the end, that he had to shove everything into it. He had to explain everybody's motivation. He had to explain why everybody was doing something and where, if this thing was going to go somewhere, where it's going to go. That's the problem why I have with it being a Shyamalan film. On top of that, the the plot holes are just fucking ridiculous, Dan. Like they are absolutely absurd. Why are you doing a they're doing a grand opening of a building downtown and somehow there's a fully functioning biolab that the bad guy is going to blow up the day that the that the building opens. Don't like know it's in the building? Yeah, it's it's fully functioning and everything. Don't know why a building that's having its grand opening has anything operating inside of it, you know lab related or anything like that um sarah paulson i think is just so she's a good actress but the script that they that she was given sucks the dialogue in this movie is terrible there's a scene and i'm not kidding you dude there is a scene that goes on for a damn near 20 minutes and it's in one it's in one take it's the scene where they're lined up the three of them and she's like interviewing them she talks to one person it takes like seven minutes and I'm going the whole time. Well, they have to go to like a backstory scene or no cuts whatsoever. Just literally her talking. Hey, I think I'm your psychiatrist. I think it's this. You're sitting in on a therapy session. Right. Then she goes to this other person, goes to the third person. The, the, the scene goes on for like 20 minutes. And I think at the end of the day, it's just, it's a really, really long movie. I wasn't impressed with Samuel Jackson. I think he kind of sucks. I will agree with you. James McAvoy is incredible. I would love to see that. I wish that character was more. They did more with that character. Without ruining anything, was the ending satisfying? No, I don't think so. Even I, as even, I don't think I can answer that without giving something away. But even okay. putting on the lenses that you're that you're telling me to like as a comic book fan, there's other stuff that I think is better when it comes to like comic books, like Old Boy. Like watch that. That well, was yeah, like a mega, again, like a mega comic book. I'm not saying that this is not like James a classic. I'm not saying this is a classic. No, no. I'm just saying that if we're looking at shit movies and how how offended you were, I didn't think this deserved the Brett shit of approval. Dude. Like, like trust me. It's not Zack Snyder. It's not, it's not Zack Snyder. Snyder. We'll not say it's Zack Snyder. I think this movie's better than Avengers two. Yeah. Because I know we, if you go back to season two, we we blew up at that one, and I think. I was wrong. Yeah. But on this one, I I think, especially if you look at it from a trilogy aspect, I think the reason why it also lasts is because of how just good Unbreakable is. Like, Unbreakable, I, in my opinion, is M. Night Shyamalan's best film. And Split is also very decent. And James McAvoy is so engaging that I think, yes, you're right. This movie leaves you wanting more of James McAvoy's character. Yeah, and and I think that that's the inherent problem with this film. To get, like, to, he's he's sucked as making as a filmmaker for the last 
what, 10 years? Split. Well, yeah. Shyamalan. Until prior to, prior to Split. Well, Visit. Yeah. Yeah. Visit. I would say it started with Visit and then Split. Avatar. Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water was The Happening. The, happen- the, uh, the Village. The Village. He's yeah. done. He produced Devil. The problem is, is Signs I think, doesn't necessarily hold up. We talked about that too. I think the problem uh, yeah. with I think the problem with Shyamalan is when when a studio goes, "Hey, Shyamalan, we want you to come back and, you know, wrap up Unbreakable." He doesn't look at, at like the last 15 years of dog shit movie he's made. He somehow thinks, "Oh my gosh, I'm doing something good. They want me to come back and do this." That's the problem of this movie. Is it Shyamalan thinking that he's still doing stuff very, very well? Yeah, well, I will say the last three movies he's done, The Visit, uh, Split, and Glass, he has done where he has financed the entire movie's budget with uh, an agreement that the studio will buy it from him so that he's making money on it and he has full control. And I think it works very well for The Visit because that's a very good sleeper thriller. It worked very well for Split because nobody really understood what was coming. But for Glass, so many expectations. And I think he maybe he doesn't work well when the pressure's on. He's yeah. not Tom Brady in movies, okay? <laughs> well, it sounds like it's not going to win any awards, you know, whether you liked it or not. <laughs> uh, but recently... There was an announcement for, um, you know, what movies tend to be made for, and that is the annual Academy Awards, the Oscars, or the Oscars, if you will. Have they, ha- they? They don't have a host yet, right? Still empty, vacant. They're going hostless. <laughs> Good. It's always fucking corny, yeah. unless I, Ricky Gervais is on. I there. still say Louis C.K. That's what I said last week. Just throw oh, him yeah, up there yeah. so he can end his career. Just start jacking it on stage yeah. and or just bring Trump out so often, like all the everyone could just throw scream and throw at him. Like a there scene out of nineteen eighty four. You, you yeah. can let Trump do his State of the Union at the Oscars. It'd be like the big Ooh. brother scene from nineteen eighty four. That's a great idea, actually. Yeah. Uh but yeah, you know, Oscar nominations came out last week and I think, you know, a, a lot of what everyone was expecting. Uh, as ev- with every year, you know, there's some snubs and things like that. But um, Star is Born got a lot of nominations. Uh, Vice got a ton of nominations. The Favorite, uh, which I think fucking flew under the radar. Like I really had not heard about it. Um, but that's like uh, Emma Stone and uh, what's her face from the Mummy. Yeah, the period Rachel. piece. Oh, my God. Rachel Weiss. Yeah, Rachel Weiss. Um, yeah, it's the period piece. Right. But it's like a comedy, it looks like, at least from like the yeah. preview. And a lot of, uh, you know, you would enjoy it. Well, yeah, and it's the guy. <laughs> it, it's you a, know why. It's a dramedy. It's it's the <laughs> yes, guy that did The Lobster, if you ever oh, saw that. Yeah, so, okay. I mean, it's totally that. I didn't see that yeah. either, but that looks super fucking weird, too. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so, you know, Oscars. Bradley who, Cooper will probably. Who do you think's your biggest snub? My, I would probably say that Crazy Rich Asians wasn't nominated for anything. That was very surprising to me because um, it seems like, you know, in this day and age, they like to um, include movies that are showcasing, you know, like other cultures yeah. and races, right? Roma got nominated for a bunch of stuff. Uh, Black Panther, you know, nominated for Best Picture, first like Black Clansman movie. Black Clansman, yeah. Uh, Spike Lee for 
Is that picture too? Picture and director. And director, yeah. Yeah, so they're mixing it up a little bit, which is good to see. I mean, it's kind of just like uh, I, f- I feel like Black Panther's just like, okay, we'll l- we'll let this one in is what it feels like to me, you know? Especially it's the first like superhero movie. Yeah. Um, because I don't even think the Dark Knight Rises is not a best. Picture, haven't right? se- haven't seen it, but it reminds me of when they first nominated Lord of the Rings. Well, they waited until the very. Oh no, no, that's right. They yeah. nominated him, but they never won. No, right? it, but it, it reminds Return me of, of that. Like we yeah. gotta recognize that this is a this is a powerhouse in Hollywood, yeah. but it's it not gonna win any arts. It made two billion dollars. I do think I do think love. Black Panther may take home uh, soundtrack. Oh yeah, or best yeah. original song. I think it's gonna be between them and uh, Star is Born. Oh, oh, yeah, of course. Star so, um, I think my biggest snub was Bradley Cooper uh, for, for director. director. I think uh, a lot of the things he did and the work he put into A Star is Born, uh, especially being able to pull out those shots where they like recorded at Coachella or Stagecoach, like that, all that stuff, um, I think was incredible. And uh, Did you guys ever see Can You Ever Forgive Me? Melissa McCarthy got nominated for best actress right it's yeah, about the woman that was f- like selling all the letters. Yeah, fake the fake yeah letters yeah, and signatures yeah. i heard good things but I, I haven't been able to see it uh brad who do you think is your biggest snub biggest snub oh man um the fact that kevin spacey got nominated for nothing <laughs> this year <laughs> save that for later okay brad save that for later uh uh, Bri- uh brian who do you think is gonna have the most surprising win I think Rami Malek will win Best Actor. Even with all the controversy surrounding Bohemian Rhapsody right now? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's just my surprise. What What would my gut say? You think? Bradley Cooper. Um, over, uh, over, over Christian Bale. Yeah. Quaron go for the hat trick. Does he? I mean... That would be insane if he does. The Revenant, Birdman, and then this... Like, does he do it? He has a good shot. But I really, I'm hoping. Is it the type of film? I don't know. Yeah. I think, you know what's going to hurt hurt Roma at uh, the Oscars is the Netflix tag. I think Academy voters aren't, I just think they're like. I don't think they'll ever, I don't think they would vote a foreign language film as Mm. best picture. Yeah, because it's never been done, right? Well, no, I don't. I don't believe so. Yeah. So was he nominated for director? Yeah. So I'm afraid he may win that because I really think Spike Lee deserves to win best director. Mm. I think honestly, Black Klansman was a great movie. Uh, I'm not saying it's his best, but he was snubbed for Do the Right Thing, and he and he was snubbed for Malcolm X and a lot of other movies. And I think. This is this is the Scorsese. It's the Scorsese. Back. Oh, I think right. I think that's what it is, and I think it's all about timing too of when that movie was released and what was what else was released. But I really think if you look at the work that went into Black Klansman and how that story was told, and how Spike Lee could have actually taken it very extreme, but he did a very good job keeping it very educational, very moving, but also very moderate when it came to how he presented that situation. You know that the movie. I think is a testament to his responsibility as a director handling that movie. And I think just for that, he should win. You know, it's, you know, it's really, I, I think it what it's not surprising, but I think it's going to take it hands down. And it's, it's interesting. The best sound editing I think is going to hands down go to a quiet place. 
Oh, for, I, as weird as it no sounds, sound. there's yeah. no yeah. sound yeah. in no it. Sound. But it's, I think it's going to win. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're talking about the movie who needed the most purposeful sound editing. Yeah, yeah. And I know that that's always a funky category, but I'm surprised that Halloween's not on there. You and I were to, like, the sound yeah. editing in that was just incredible, and I can't believe. That's a snub. That's a snub okay. for me. There yeah, that snub. is definitely a snub for me. Okay, Halloween on sound editing. A really interesting category that that uh, we were talking about a little bit is um, animated film, too, just because there were so many good it was ones. Jam Pat. That came out this year. You know, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Spider-Man. I mean, all great. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man was so goddamn good. But so was Incredibles 2. So was Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs is great. Uh, and three very different movies. Super different, yeah. Like, usually... You know, you could always just say, oh, Pixar is going to win the, the best animated. I don't know. I honestly think it's it's one of those three, and I don't think who out of those three, whichever one wins it, I think they're all deserving. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely, like, diversifying the nominations. This is, I mean, it's so not like something I've seen in a while. If Lady Gaga wins no, for best no, song, no, does not. she give her speech again about how there could be a hundred people in a room? <laughs> it only takes one person. Ninety nine. No, she says ninety nine others, right? Yeah, there could be ninety nine other people in the room. Oh, Shut the fuck up. I, I just, I think she's so. She, <sighs> I mean, she's good in the movie. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, yeah. But, but Bradley but, Cooper is the best. Like, yeah, he's just. Like, what do you do if you're Bradley Cooper and you're literally with her when she says that bullshit over and over and over again? He he, he knows it now. You make that money, bro. You see him, it cuts to a camera, and he starts lipping it because he knows exactly word for word what, what she's saying. <laughs> you know what? I hope if she does win and she starts to say that, he just goes up and pisses himself on stage just to end it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really, really funny. Uh, but, yeah, man, I think uh, – I think – it, this Oscars may be surprisingly really enjoyable if they can get past the whole Oscar contra- or the host controversy. And uh, there's some really good films that could really get some good recognition. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping uh, it's not all just the same stuff like the Super Bowl. I'm right. hoping for a non-Super Bowlish Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if Glenn Close wins l- lead actress, do you think she retires? <laughs> no, no? no. They've said that this is kind of like her. This is like her Pete. Uh, Whatever her swan song, her yeah. swan song. Like they're they're saying this is kind of like the DDL for the Phantom Thread that he did last year. So uh, she's gonna take a like, knee. Yeah, her her so long or whatever. <laughs> Speaking of retirement, though. Yeah, man, we've got some people who are. Uh, well, we've got one person who's coming out of retirement. Yeah, yeah. Even though I don't think anybody asked him. <laughs> right. I don't think anybody wanted. He probably him. called up the soccer. <laughs> yeah. Was like, hey, uh, you guys got a roster spot for me? Yeah. They're like, not really. Can I'll I play for free. Can yeah. I get a tryout? San Diego's favorite stadium slanging <sighs> soccer player, Landon Donovan, just got hired to the San Diego Soccers. I think the most infamous uh, Mexican soccer fan, apparently, because you know he couldn't live that shit down during the World Cup either. Yeah, I I met Landon Donovan in a bar. And. Uh, all he talked about was the stadium. You couldn't you couldn't talk about anything else. It think, was literally like, hey, how's the day going today? Soccer oh, well, the Soccer City thing is just, it's going it's do you crazy. Think, do you think he'll come on our show and talk Soccer City? What? <laughs> Let's probably would. Let's get him on <laughs> Let's man. give him a mic. Yeah, yeah. right? He'll just talk about it. Cause do you, I bet you he still, you know, he waits up and thinks about hey, it. Hey, what are you drinking over there? Soccer City. Soccer City. <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> uh, but yes, Landon Donovan, um, one of the most profound U.S. men's national soccer players. 
resides in San Diego now mm-hmm. and has just agreed to come out of retirement and play for the San Diego Sockers. And for those of you who don't know what the San Diego Sockers are, they are an indoor soccer team. Yeah, they play at the sports arena, which is now Pachanga, I want to say. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. Until next week when our stu- when our next episode releases. It'll be something else. <laughs> It'll be something else. <laughs> soccer City Arena. Right. Uh, It'll just be the next casino. And I just laughed when I saw the headline. Yeah. What a joke. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's just bored. Or they're just that bad where... A, how old no, is I he? I think they're actually pretty good. Like the hey, sh- hey show around. Uh, look up how old Landon Donovan is. I want to say he's like 39. Yeah, he's got to be pushing 40 for sure. Yeah, and he's still five foot. 36. Oh, 36. Yeah, so he's got some years left. All right. You know, indoor, shorter field. Right. You're not running that, that full pitch. Yeah, a lot of subs too, right? Yeah, yeah. You're in and out. Yeah. Um, and it got us thinking here at Pop Not Soda. If we could have somebody come out of retirement and take a serious downgrade of what they used to do. Who would we want and what would we want them to do? Oh, man. I got one. (sighs) Are you ready? Yes. I remember an album that came out, the Black Album, by an artist named Jay-Z. Remember when he said he was going to (laughs) retire? Do you remember that? You were, yeah. Yes, he yeah, tried yes. to retire like three yes. times. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's obviously back in producing, but if he could come back in any other capacity, I'd love to see Jay-Z ever since the Troy Aikman thing happened, that meme. I'd love to see him do sports broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> announce, Joe Buck and Jay-Z yeah, calling the Dallas Cowboys a game. A football game. Yep. I'd love to see it. Or really any rapper in that capacity. Any rapper with Joe Buck. Do sports broadcasting. Yeah. I think that'd be funny. Any retired rapper come out of retirement. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Biz Markie. That'd be funny. Do you really want to listen to him for (laughs) actually no four hours? Yeah, yeah. Maybe you rotate the rapper every like quarter or something like that. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Get a fresh one in there. Yeah, yeah. Some fresh legs. (laughs) How about you guys? Well, in uh, in light of recent um, political turmoil and standstill. Well, I guess we're in the future now, so hopefully things have have been good. Um, You know, we've been in the midst of a government shutdown, and um, unfortunately our our president seems to be a little bit unreasonable, but, uh, you know, looks like it's off for the next couple weeks. Uh, It just, you know, reminded me of the good times when, you know, we had a shutdown as well in the last administration, but it was about half as long, and it seemed like uh, there was much more of an effort to actually, you know, get things done and to... Um, to get the the shutdown ended, and uh, you know my 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 man Barack Obama. So you know he's he's not really retired, I guess, because it wasn't by choice necessarily. But he, he's out the game. Yeah, he he's he's definitely out the game. Can't come back. Um, but in my in my recent uh, uh, my recent exploits in the airport and dealing with TSA and uh, the shutdown of them not getting paid and really not giving two fucks. Uh, I would love for him to just run that shit and get the uh, the ship corrected. Back, yeah, back steered the right way. Because uh, holy fuck, is it just a disorganized cluster at uh, at the airports right now? Um, so yeah, 
I'd like my TSA pre-check to go quickly yeah. and through the goddamn security line. Yeah. I thought of another one real quick. Go ahead. I was thinking about this and like it made me miss him a lot, but there's an actor that hasn't done anything for like 30 years, Rick Moranis. Mm. I, I Man, I would love to see Rick Moranis come back. Anything that he does, he gives me like a good, it's like a good warm feeling. Any Any movie I've seen, and then it makes me think about the coldest place that I hate being at all the time. It's the dentist office. If I could have Rick Moranis at the dentist office, I think that that would be a good thing. Just him like, you know, like oh, telling so jokes. Like the dentist office is like one of the worst places that you want to go. Exactly. And if Rick Moranis was there, it would kind of, that would be, I would love to see Rick Moranis come Got out it. of retirement and start welcoming people into like the hospital setting or the Honey, dentist I setting. your molar. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How about you, Dan? All right. So this is what I've got. There's another actor who has not been in film for like nine years. Okay. Gene Hackman. Martin has Lawrence. He, has he not been in, in film for nine years? What do you say Martin so. Lawrence? Martin <laughs> Lawrence is filming Bad Bad Boys 3 right now. Bad Boys for life. Exactly. But he hasn't been in a movie for fucking 10 Dan, years. Dan, if we played this, this thing will go on forever. Sorry. There have been a lot. <laughs> it's uh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. yeah. He hasn't been in anything since like 2010. Yeah. So, you know what? He hung him up. I'm I'm telling him, you know, dust off the uh the tran the uh the uh the shades that he has, the translucent shades that aren't really completely dark. And uh I would just like for him to come back and be my uh, barista at Starbucks, calling Ooh. out all the orders, making all the drinks. He say it real cool. Messing up all the names and not giving a fuck. <laughs> And uh, that's what I would like to see. That's 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 who I like to come out of retirement. You know, connect with Jack. We'll talk the Lakers. You know, LeBron. The fact that LeBron's on the team, I haven't seen Jack at the sidelines really. You know. Yeah, that's true. I miss him. Want him back? <laughs> yeah, LeBron's gone, so he's like, "Fuck this! I'm not watching <laughs> yeah, this trash I don't team." Watch this. <laughs> but yes, that's who I'd like to come out of retirement. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. be my barista. Man, he would be right. right? He'd be down. awesome. Would you like Throw some latte with that? <laughs> <laughs> we need John Allen on for doing this stuff. I just we got Brett raps and Brett impressions yeah. on the same episode. This Man, is a you classic. guys are getting a lucky one. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, listeners. This is a poor talent filled episode. <laughs> you right may yeah. not start this one, an episode <laughs> like this ever again. Uh, and speaking of that, thank you so much for tuning in to our second episode of season five. Uh, we've enjoyed spending this time with you, and we really appreciate all the listens. And make sure, if you haven't, that you've already subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And make sure you know you give us five stars, leave us a review, and uh, make sure you know we're we're gonna be looking out for those Super Bowl wishes. So use that hashtag. Let us know. Comment on our Instagram or Twitter or Facebook what your Super Bowl wish is for this upcoming Sunday. It might happen Sunday. It could yeah. very well happen. You Sunday. never know. Full and penetration. <laughs> Jesus, Brian. Just. <laughs> We almost made it. And he wants money. And he wants money. So <laughs> if you miss us throughout the week, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at pop underscore not soda. You can make sure you've liked us on Facebook at bat slash pop not soda official. And you can find new episodes just like this one every Monday at pod, uh, popnotsoda.podbean.com. And open your calendars right now. February 10th. We've got a special event. We'll be doing it on location recording, and we'll have a special guest. Yep. 
We are going to be doing it at Pacific Islander Brewing Company on the 10th. Uh, it's the Sunday after Super Bowl Sunday. And we've got a radio talent coming on from our local radio station. Real professional. Real professional. It's probably going to show us how to get some stuff done. We've also got the owner of the brewery coming on. They're going to share us with uh, share with us a special collaboration beer. Um, so, yeah, come join us out there. Yeah. We'll have more details coming on. Check all of our social media accounts for up-to-date details, the exact time that we'll be there, when we'll be recording, and just who's going to be joining us. Probably got some giveaways to give, too. Yeah. So, come up. So, no promises. No yeah. promises. <laughs> yeah. you know, Maybe a beer. Especially that, if it's Brian's sun, Sunday if, wish. If you want some giveaways, head over to patreon.com backslash popnonsoda. Boom. And pledge. Again, until next week, we will catch you on the flip side.